Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Welcome to Q&A. We're so glad that you have joined us. And this is your opportunity to send in questions from the sermon this morning. So you will see there is a number on the bottom of the screen down there. You can text them in and then I'll have an opportunity to answer those for you this morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is a fun way to start. I say fun, challenging also, honestly, to have to sit and answer these questions. But I think a unique opportunity to start the new year this way. Yes. So what is the... Because uh, I said fun on Thursday night, and the guy says to me, I don't think that was fun. That's not the <laughs> word I would use. And so I was like, okay, what, what is the right word? Challenging? Is that the right word? Challenging. Um, it's another word I'm thinking of that isn't coming to my <laughs> mind right now, but it, it just brings this new level of self awareness, you know, as you're thinking through your walk with the Lord yep. in current state. So very reflective, but very honest. Yeah, that's a good word. It's a, a f- reflective time, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And I was hopeful that the the ideas didn't. Sometimes you can't think beyond the ideas that people hear. So I was trying to give ideas that help people. Mm-hmm. I hope it didn't, didn't hurt. I think it was helpful to start jogging a thought process. Yeah. Um, at least for me, it was. But there were some that I was easily. Oh, yep, that's me. Thanks for listening. Did you want to share me. any of those? No, okay. <laughs> I thought you might say that. Uh, we do have a first question here. I'm actually asking for more detail about greater grace. So it says, okay. can you give an example of how God gives greater grace? I couldn't seem to answer that question. Okay. Um, so let me re- uh, say again what I've, for myself personally, uh, by greater grace, that comes from uh, the book of James in the New Testament. He gives a greater grace. And I think the greater grace concept is this idea that, yes, we have been given grace in our salvation, that our sin has been forgiven past, present, future, and we didn't deserve it, but God gave it to us. But then we continue to fail. That sin has been forgiven, but there continues to be a greater grace that we experience in spite of our continued failure, fears, um, falling short, shrinking back. And I use those words because for me, um, I know that like the last one of regret that, that I put on the list of controlling fear. Uh, I don't think I would say fear has controlled me, but it would love to, and it has at times. Sure. Uh, Fear can have such a grip on me. And so the greater grace has been that in spite of my fears, the Lord has not only saved me, but the Lord has caused me to step into my fear and teach and lead, the two things that I would never, ever want to do. So not only grace for my salvation, but a greater grace to be an instrument of the Lord. So I think there is a greater grace when, uh, say, a person was married, there's failure, disobedience, there's infidelity in marriage, and that marriage ends. And it's like, ah, 
have I ruined my life? Because mm. sometimes divorce can feel like, oh, it's ruined my life, if where there is a, a sensitivity to the spirit. And actually, I think sensitivity to the spirit um, is that there is a greater grace, that there is not a, a sin that wipes all the goodness of God off the table and takes away all that has been given to me. So for me, it was a greater grace in spite of my times that I, many times I've shrunk back. I've seen a greater grace in individual in my life who uh, multiple failed marriages, but currently in a marriage where they both love the Lord and love one another and and honestly would go, I never would have imagined that after all my failure and my shame and my sorrow that I'd be able to be in such a joy-filled marriage. So that would be an expression of a, a greater grace. I think a person, uh, I've interacted with ladies who have tremendous sorrow. They would put on their list, my great sorrow is that uh, I aborted. Mm. And then God gave me a child and gave me a, another chance to... Uh, have a life and build into a life. That would be an, an expression of greater grace. Mm -hmm. There's been, there was a time in my life where, though I was born again, I had such a terrible temper. Hmm. And it was literally why I didn't play tennis competitively in high school because I knew I couldn't play tennis and keep a testimony for Jesus at the <laughs> same time, which is, is really sad. But it was just – I would get so angry. Hmm. And a greater grace has been that, that the Lord has not only forgiven me that, he's given me victory over that. So uh, if you were the person that sent that question in, uh, if that, I hope that helps uh, of an expression of greater grace. And there's probably, you know, sitting back and thinking through points where you've been through a really difficult situation, whether it's by your own choices yeah. or someone else's, and then looking at those points of gratitude where the Lord has worked despite the hard, despite. those are yeah. incredible moments of greater yeah. grace. Yeah, if uh, one of the lists I talked about was prideful decisions, mm -hmm. and I didn't listen to counsel and I did what I thought, even though godly people told me not. I did what I thought, and God has been gracious. Uh, I've experienced the hardship of that, but God has sure. also been gracious and allowed me to experience Him and still uh, have joy and a second chance or a third chance. So I think that's what's happening mm -hmm. with greater grace. Absolutely. Uh, question here when we were talking about where you currently are with the Lord. How do I get from where I am with the Lord to where I want to be? Yeah. Well, um, when it comes to making prog progress in our relationship with the Lord, uh, there's some key factors. Uh, honesty. First uh, John 1 speaks very clearly about being willing to admit where I am, that um, he who says uh, he has no sin is a liar and the truth is not in him. So uh, 
Growth begins by, and this is why we were do, part of why we were doing what we were doing this morning, is acknowledging really where am I? Mm-hmm. So it begins with an honest assessment of where I am with the Lord, which where there's honest assessment, there's almost always going to be confession, mm-hmm. not just of action. Sometimes we limit our confession to action, and we need to go, no, it's more than just, you know, I did a bad thing. I did a bad thing. I did a wrong thing because I wanted a wrong thing, and I knew it was wrong, but I wanted it. I was just rebellious and hard-hearted or demanding. It's, It's a confession that not only acknowledges my behavior but gets at my desire and my heart. So uh, honesty, confession seeking the, the Lord's forgiveness. And then growth is becoming with a heart of gratitude, a heart that says, Lord, I don't deserve to be closer, but you've allowed me to come closer. And I have, from my perspective, ruined it, but you can redeem it. So honest confession and then a heart of gratitude for God's grace in your life. Then, and this may seem further down the path than maybe some of you who are listening to go, I, don't, I would have said it differently. Then, because of a heart of gratitude, then, then I begin some of the practices of reading the Scriptures, because the Scriptures reveal to us who our God is and what He has done for us and how He loves us and what it means to walk with Him. So out of a heart of gratitude, I begin to read the Scriptures. Out of a heart of gratitude, I begin to worship, and not just attend a worship service, but actively engage in a worship service. Out of a heart of gratitude, I begin to, as part of my worship Give as God has blessed me. Out of heart of gratitude, I begin to to connect with other people and, and seek to be a help to them as they are a help to me. Out of a heart of gratitude, I want to go as God's gifted me, and I, I begin to serve. But here, I, I hope that was clear. Yes. Growth comes as a result of some specific disciplines of reading our Bible and of worship and of fellowship and of service. Those are the critical disciplines of growth. But if we don't start with the heart issues of honest confession that leads to a heart of gratitude, of grace, then these simply become mechanical, the things mm-hmm. we talked about, and our relationship with the Lord isn't much of a relationship. It's just a, a list of things to do and, and not do. So I, I hope you'll cultivate a heart in the growth, not just a discipline. Now, heart leads to practices. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm not saying it's just something I feel. Heart leads to practices, but right. practices apart from heart will not lead to relationship. I remember who was talking about a a gratitude journal. I've heard this many times, but even writing down and taking time to be intentional and writing down that which you are grateful for that the Lord has done in your life. Yes. And then when you reflect over that and thinking small things, big things, because the Lord knows what we've already gone through. He knows what we're going to go through. Our sin's not a surprise to Him. Like we can have honest conversations and we can honestly share our gratitude and our struggles with the Lord. I think. Tracy, that in the text, when Peter says, Lord, you know all things, hmm. he, 
he's acknowledging, Lord, you know where I am. You know the grief. You know what I'm grieving over. You know how I feel shame. You know how I didn't do what I said. You know all those things. And uh, I don't think that's a uh, – that is a – a reassuring thing in our life. The Lord knows, and he still said, let's take a walk. He still said, feed my sheep. So um, what I noticed, maybe this is, uh, it's a correct observation, maybe an incorrect conclusion from my observation. (laughs) My observation in the room this morning was, much easier for folks to write about what grieved them about their journey than it was for them to write down how they've experienced greater grace. Now, maybe that's because I didn't explain or people didn't understand greater grace. But again, we so often go to where we fail as opposed to God's grace to us. So Mm -hmm. that gratitude journal, I really do think The heart of our relationship with the Lord is a heart of thanksgiving and gratitude for grace. Hmm. That that's where it that's where it flows from. So cultivate that. Maybe a gratitude journal is is a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Or start each day. I've heard some people say it. Start each yeah. day with something that you're grateful for. The Lord's right. provided for you. Well, and you talked about uh, the grief and thinking more towards Thanksgiving, the next question was about dealing with grief over their shortcomings and their walk with the Lord. And they said it never goes away. The grief doesn't? The grief. Yeah. um, I'm not going to argue with that. There's um, Because it doesn't ever go away doesn't mean that it has to be the only thing that stays. Hmm. First, First Thessalonians 4 talks about uh, those grieving over loved ones who've died, but there is a grieving while believing. So right. um, it doesn't go away. There will always be um, sorrow for a prideful decision, a foolish decision. So because the grief doesn't go away, what I mean by that doesn't mean that you can't embrace grace as if somehow grace will get make the grief go away. It just doesn't mean that grief is the only thing that stays. That mm-hmm. yeah, In fact, sometimes the grief stays as a continual reminder of grace in our life. Sure. And... Um, we think, oh, no, 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 if there was grace, then the grief would be gone. I think we grieve and believe simultaneously. Hmm. We can. We don't always. But that we can grieve and believe simultaneously. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do a funeral tomorrow for a gal who was in my youth group, and it's just been so, 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 so hard. And I grieve as mom and dad grieve with all their hearts. And I don't say don't grieve. 
don't grieve only. Grieve and believe that the promises of God are true and that the hope of Christ is real. And what he says about how he redeems and works really is true. So grieve, but don't grieve alone. Hmm. Oh, and don't grieve alone there as you said yeah. that. That's yeah. With problem, yeah. only by yourself. Only by yourself. Yeah. 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 We don't grieve alone and we don't believe alone. We have been mm-hmm. made for community as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely made for community. Well, thank you so much for all of your questions this morning. As you know, you talked about uh, here at the end, community. If we can yeah. help you in any way, get connected with community here at Christian Family Chapel. It'd be a privilege to be able to do that for you. So would you reach out to us here at the church? And we would love to help you get connected with a class or a group or something to start helping you build community. And if you've been online, come join us on campus. We'd love to see you one week here on campus. So thanks for all your questions. Hope you have a great afternoon. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.